Hey, God bless America. I am your spirit of the wild blood brother. This is Ted Nugent celebrating the Straight Hustling Podcast with my blood brother, Dick Darren. We are going to eviscerate the lies and the dishonesty of the American government punks, and we're going to celebrate self-evident truth, logic, common sense, and the American way. Remember, freedom ain't free. You have to earn it. Welcome back to StrayHustling.com. This is Dick Darren on the mic. Got a crazy guest coming to you today. The Motor City Madman, Ted Nugent, right here on Straight Hustling. Get ready. He'll be calling in any minute. I'm on the road right now, getting ready to go see Jelly Roll perform Myrtle Beach. Going to see the cast to welcome to Myrtle Manor. Big shout out for Gina and Ford for making this all happen, for introducing me to all these great people, having a great time. Uh, unfortunately, Money, Mike, and Stu are not here with me, so I'm going to have to handle Ted all by myself. Let's see. Looks like uh, he's about to call in any second now. He's going to be in Nashville this next week for the NRA convention. Let's see what he's got to say. Looks like here he is. What's up, Ted? Ted Nugent call for Dick Darren. Hey, how you doing, Ted? Grant, are you Dick? Yes, I am. Good to talk to you, man. Can you hear me pretty well? Just perfect. Amazing, but true. All right, all right. Man, this is amazing to get to talk to you. Appreciate you coming on my show. Uh, I got alerted from your agent, and I was on the road, and I was like, oh, man, Ted Nugent, i got to make this happen. So uh, I'm at some friend's house right now and uh, set up a, a couple things to record, and I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to rock, Doc. Yeah, so you're coming to Nashville. That's big news, man, uh, the NRA show. Yeah, who's going to stop me? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nashville deserves me yeah. you know those nashville cats we got a thing going on yeah i know everybody in nashville loves you man so that's cool and then uh the nra show i uh this will be my first one ever going to so i'm excited about that also it's going to be pretty huge well you, you should be it's the greatest gathering the greatest families in the world i guarantee it yeah it's going to be awesome uh, i don't know what to expect so i'm looking forward to it so you got a ton of stuff going on right now i don't know even how you hold it all together well, you know, at the age of 66, I've whittled my American dream down to my favorite 41 careers. So it's it's smooth sailing at this point, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a lucky man. I've you know I've been just celebrating uh, the things that I have such passion for all my life. You know, certainly the music and certainly freedom. God forbid. And uh, you know, the hunting, the fishing, trapping, outdoor lifestyle, Second Amendment rights, the aim small, miss small, discipline that guides a quality of life for all of us that participate in it. So the National Rifle Association is a perfect representation of what the Nugent family believes in and all good families believe in. We believe that God gave us the gift of life and we not only have the constitutionally guaranteed God-given individual right to protect and defend that life, but we have a 
moral and intellectual, I believe, spiritual obligation to do so. Hence, the right to keep and bear arms. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. I just want to ask you a couple questions real quick and get back to some of the NRA stuff. The Motor City Madman, how did you get that nickname? Oh, because I think uh, I didn't invent Precious, but I have perfected it over the years. <laughs> um, it, it was just it was just after I introduced Adorable to the world of loud guitars. I don't know, you know. I remember back in the uh, 60s when we were on tour with the Amboy Dukes and having the time of our lives, might I mention, um, as I am today. But uh, CB radios and all of our you know band vans and our band station wagons, CB radios were a big deal. <laughs> And you would communicate with the truckers. Of course, we played 350 concerts a year back then. We didn't have homes. We just lived on the road going from gig to gig. God, what a dream that is, huh? Talking about paying your dues and connecting with music lovers every day and every night. And part of the the CB radio communication network on the highways of America was you had to have a CB handle, a CB handle, a name, a nickname on the CB radio. So... I remember one night I'm listening to these truckers out. This bird dog hammered down I-75 southbound. Watch out for a smoke at the mile mark at 225. And, and I got on and went, all right, well, this is the Motor City Madman. We're northbound on 75. I got your back door, big buddy. And so I just blurted out. I guess uh, one of the members of the band was still awake in our, in our station wagon. And I said this is the Motor City Madman because I'm from Detroit. I was born in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, you realize I can tell you right now an exclusive for you, Dick, on your little get down here. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but before I was born, it was uh, Detroit was only known as town. But the day I was born, it became Motown than average. Uh, so I've always loved my Motor City roots, and there's a real attitude and energy. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but there's this real, this real uppity spirit okay, right. and attitude from Detroit. And I've always been proud of the Motor City moniker. And because I play rather intensely, because I love my music rather maniacally and i dedicate my heart and soul to the uh, the collaborative spirit of musical you know uh, uh bandmates uh, with everything i've got that i suppose that would qualify me as a madman so hence the motor city madman man that's an awesome story i had no idea that's where it came from so the cb yep yep and it kind of stuck after that one night on the highway you know and i and you got to admit, it is cute after all these years. If I'm nothing, I'm at least cute after all these years. <laughs> That's cool. Well, man, I want to tell you, too, man, I met you like 20 years ago in the Nashville airport, and I remember you gave me an autograph on a, some type of a Ted Nugent booklet you had um, with your hunting things. And, man, I still got that. Yeah, it could, be, could have been, could have been the, the beginning of uh, the, what we called the Ted Nugent World Bow Hunters, and then that morphed into the Ted Nugent United Sportsman of America because – you know, uh, you know, I would hand out that literature because I realized that the reason that there's these subhuman, brain-dead, soulless freaks in this country that happen to have a president and a gun-running attorney general, um, though I digress, <laughs> but my point is, is that I realized way back when I was a teenager that there were just crazy, you know, deranged people that somehow thought that animals had rights, and I was wondering as a young boy, did the animals' rights begin before or after the barbecue? <laughs> um, and it was such nonsense. But then I realized that they were a well-organized, vicious uh, gang of haters that didn't want to just choose their own choice in dinner, but they wanted to forbid the other choice of meat and venison and quail and duck and squirrel and rabbit and moose and caribou and black bear and all the perfect organic 
renewable free-range protein, which I found absolutely bizarro. So I started standing up against the, uh, the hunting haters and the gun haters and the America haters and the freedom haters, and I started organizations to combat their uh, propaganda, and it's gone rather nicely, I might add. Yeah, yeah, I know that's worked out well, yeah. I wanted to tell you I appreciate you uh, taking the time out and talking to me and giving me that, and, you know, it's still stuck with me after all these years, and so very cool. Well, you know, as people approach, you know, I'm a gregarious guy, I'm just a silly guitar player, and the deer keep reminding me that it doesn't matter how many millions of records I sell, I've got to be a good hunter to get meat, <laughs> you know. It's, a, it's the ultimate humbling experience to be a hunter, and it, it knocks you on your rock and roll star ass real quick. Uh, because the the wildlife does not give me any special treatment because because I'm a big stupid rock star. So I've always just been a, a working hard, playing hard guy that that connects with working hard, playing hard people. And when people approach me in my daily travels, which I got to tell you, it's very humbling, it's uh, very uh, uh, gratifying to connect with people because I think that conversation you and I had was that we loved the music. We loved the same music that inspired my music from Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley and Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and Hollow Wolf and Muddy Waters and all the gods that created this incredible rhythm and blues and rock, rock and roll. So I've always taken advantage uh, and been very appreciative of people that want to talk about the music. And then more often than not, it, it, the discussion and the communication elevates to the things that we believe in, like conservation and Second Amendment rights and those kind of tips of the culture war spear. So I believe that the reason that this uh, uh, America-hating community organizer became president is because way too many Americans are disconnected and they're not performing their we-the-people duties in this sacred experiment self-government. So I, I started countering that when I was just a teenager. So I appreciate people that want to talk about these things to try to get this country back on course. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't know. It's a lot to do to get it back on course. but uh... Well, it's a lot to do. it. You know, i got to tell you, if everybody would pitch in, it would be really easy. But there's, <laughs> yeah. there's so many clueless and, and just hopelessly ignorant people that are that don't know what the Bataan Death March was, and they don't know why we have to defeat these Muslim terrorists. They, they don't know, and I'm afraid, Dick, they don't care. So those of us that do know, and those of us that do care, we've got to be more uh, active and more participatory in uh, communication with our elected officials. They're, they're our elected employees. They work for we the people, and I think they've lost touch with that. So it's up to people who do know and do care to engage them and demand accountability. Boy, wouldn't that be nice. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, definitely haven't seen that in a while. Um, back to your your shows, man. Are you still uh, shooting the bow and arrows and just going with a loincloth swinging across the stage, or you slowed down a little? Well, you know, I, I'm afraid... I'm afraid we don't use the loincloth anymore. We ate that. Or we <laughs> ate that for uh, dinner backstage many years ago. Uh, you know, I still shoot the bow and arrow on stage a lot. Uh, we just did my 6,515th concert. I swear to God, 6,515th concert in Phoenix last weekend. It's amazing. And it was the greatest concert of our lives. Uh, Mick Brown on drums and, and Greg Smith on bass guitar. Uh, what a riot we're having. Of course, there in Nashville, too, is one of the greatest vocalists and guitar players in the history of the world, Derek St. Holmes. And he wasn't with our, our little three-piece getting out in Phoenix last week, but 
Derek and I go way back to Detroit. So I've always been surrounded by those incredibly gifted, passionate musicians. And, uh, and you know, the music, it, 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 it's, 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 it's inspiring. I mean, it's, it's intoxicating. But when you're singing songs like Great White Buffalo and love songs like Kiss My Ass and Wango Tango, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the only thing to go beyond the crescendo of the music is to get out a bow and arrow and shoot flaming arrows in the thing. So, <laughs> so, so I, I, I go to the extreme, but we keep it legal, regardless of what the Cincinnati uh, fire marshal said. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're sure excited about you coming to Nashville, even though you're not, uh, you're not uh, actually performing right now. I know, I think you're coming to the Charlie Daniels uh, Volunteer Jam later in yes. August, right? That's going to be huge. Yes, indeed. Talking about somebody that deserves me. Yeah, Charlie Daniels and his incredible band. I know they fancy themselves country artists, but boy, they are the gods of thunder and the rhythm and blues and the soul music and the rock and roll department. I've done a bunch of Charlie Daniels volunteer jams over the years, and I guarantee you this, Dick, uh, in August, I think it's August 12, yeah. 2015, I can't wait to get there. I'm trying to wrangle Derek and some of the guys to join me so we can do Stranglehold and Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang as satisfied us the love song aficionados out there. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to jam with Charlie and his band at least, and I guarantee it will be an absolute fire-breathing roustabout. <laughs> Those guys get it, man. Yeah, love Charlie Daniels. Well, and what, what a great cause, too. Charlie's a great, great uh, philanthropist. He really gives to a lot of people, and I, I really I, – I call Charlie and his boys my blood brothers. They really are my American soul music blood brothers. Plus, they stand up for all the right stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, man, you got a huge week uh, next week. You got uh, you're doing the NRA show. It looks like you, I see you're going to be at uh, the outdoor the outdoor channel booth, twenty one thirty three Saturday. So are you going to be meeting people there? Or, I guess so, huh? Yeah, well, you know, I like to get the job done. Uh, the, the Nugent mantra is wallpaper carpet bomb. <laughs> when <laughs> when we went to Phoenix last week, it was supposedly just for the Bikers Week uh, uh, concert. But I made sure I got there early, and, and I did a lot of media about our Spirit of the Wild TV show on Outdoor Channel, and certainly the culture war and trying to fight these uh, these criminals in our government, these liars and thieves and the punks that, that just infest our government now. So that's always very, very important if we want to return America to uh, a constitutional republic. And, uh, and then I also did a, a fundraiser for probably one of the greatest law enforcement heroes in the world, Sheriff Joe Arpaio in the Maricopa County Sheriff's Department. I also worked with the Arizona Republicans for the Lincoln Day Dinner and rocked my balls off on stage for the Bikers Week. And then also attended the Arizona Fish and Game Expo and did a bunch of youth uh, charity events. So that's what that's what one concert in Phoenix turned out to be. And so when I come to the, the NRA event, I would come there just to hang out with great American families and fondle hardware. But I'm also going to be doing a lot of media like I'm doing with you right now to promote the Second Amendment and promote how important it is to stand up for our Second Amendment rights in a world where the Attorney General of the United States of America is a felony gun runner. I mean, you, you, you can't make this stuff up. This is like this Alfred E. Newman's Mad Magazine. One flew over the clockwork, day-glow orange Planet of the Apes cuckoo's nest. I mean, what our government does on a daily basis is just so vile and so criminal and so offensive and so wrong here in America that when I come to the NRA, it's not just to celebrate the simple truism, the self-evident truth. 
that we have the right to defend ourselves. We, the people, have the right to keep and bear arms because we left those hell zones where only the king could have guns. And that's what Barack Obama and Eric Holder and Hillary Clinton and all these maniacs in our government, that's what they want. They think they, should, they think we have to pay for their armed security teams, but we don't get to secure ourselves. So, so the NRA is more important than ever. And anybody listening right now, Dick, and I hope you're a member. You've got to oh, be a member of the National Rifle Association. It's going to be a great weekend. I get in Friday, uh, and I hang out with my NRA friends. And on Saturday, I'm down at the National Armory. And, uh, you know, aim small, miss small, shoot them up, having some fun with the firearms. And then uh, I'm doing a sign-in at the Outdoor Channel booth where our Spirit of the Wild show has been number one for, I think, like 23, 24 years. That's going to be most of the day Saturday, April 11th. And then uh, I'll hang out with all my friends there. And I also do a uh, crime prevention research center dinner on Friday night. I believe it's at the uh, um, it was it's, it's part of the annual NRA meetings and exhibits in Nashville. But then on uh, Sunday I do a big presentation. I'm bringing a guitar and I'm going to use it. Oh, so I'll awesome. play the national anthem and I'm going to probably give a little history. It's going to be the first time I do a like a a storytelling with Ted Nugent where I talk about the origins of Great White Buffalo and Stranglehold and Cat Scratch Fever and, and, and Keith Fang and Claw and I Still Believe and, and uh, you know, I Love My Barbecue and all my, all my great songs that I just love so much and people want to know where the inspiration comes from. So I'm going to have a guitar and an amp and celebrate my Gibson heritage at the home of Gibson Guitars and uh, explain where this incredible music comes from. Man, that's amazing. I'm hoping I get to uh, hook up and meet you sometime there this uh, next weekend when you're there. Yeah, I hope you come by Sunday because, you know, I find that freedom lovers, you know, people that believe in self-sufficiency and working hard, playing hard, taking care of their families and, and busting their ass to be in the asset column, as productive as they possibly can be, just the opposite of the typical Obama supporter. And those people love good music. So those that that connection, both in the freedom and independence world of the American dream, that is uh, augmented and maximized by the soundtrack that I've been blessed to create with these incredible musicians all my life. So when I do a speaking engagement at the National Rifle Association on Sunday, I promise you it will be unlike anything anybody's ever seen before because my guitar does not gently weep. <laughs> Uh, well, you got me to a T, man. I'm busting my ass. I'm working and uh, keeping this thing going. Well, stop and think what Plan B is, Dick. I mean, you have a bunch of, I mean, a great, great woman. You should read this incredible book by a great woman. Her name is Star Parker. And she's a, just a brilliant, a rugged, tough individual. And Star Parker wrote a, a classic book identifying the curse of the liberals. And her book was titled Pimps whores and welfare brats oh, wow. and how the democrat party literally engineers a soullessness to 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 encourage people to be pimps and whores and welfare brats so star parker's book is something that everybody should read and and what you and i are talking about is that we don't believe that pimps whores welfare brats and bloodsuckers should be in a, an authorized job description in america so a lot of us still set our alarm alarm clock and we bust our ass to be the best that we can be, and those are American blood brothers instead of American blood suckers. So this is a this is a dramatic, critical time in America. So God bless you yeah. and everybody who's in the asset column. You, we don't take, we give, right. we produce. 
I think I think you got to be some kind of punk to not believe in that. Yeah, you can never be satisfied, always trying to get better. Hallelujah! Life is a Lewis and Clark maneuver, and I got sackage away in my living room. <laughs> well, I see uh, one or two two people. They're having an auction, so someone's going to be lucky enough to be able to go to the range and shoot with you. That is pretty cool. Yeah, you bet. You know, that's a lot of fun. We bring a lot of heroes of the military and law enforcement, a lot of children's charities, a lot of these real special needs kids uh, make the request to, you know, visit Ted Nugent during their sickness and, and heartbreakingly uh, before the ends of their lives. Um, we're talking little boys and girls with terminal diseases. And you know, Dick, each and every one of those kids, and not just the little boys and girls, but teenagers and young adults and even old guys, um, they want to go shooting. They want to go canoeing and do some fishing, maybe a little hunting during the season. But they all show great, great fascination and excitement for the aim small, miss small shooting sports discipline. And that's really one of the major celebrations of the National Rifle Association. So, yeah, they're having an auction, and we're raising money for very important causes, uh, certainly children's charities and military charities, and to help uh, the families of law enforcement heroes who have given uh, the ultimate sacrifice in the line of duty. These are the kind of charities we work with all the time. And if you want to bid on a little shoot 'em up fun with Uncle Ted, uh, you can do that at the National Rifle Association event. Yeah, it's going to be at the National Armory. What will you be? What were? Uh, what will you be shooting? What Whatever they you? have the most ammo for. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I love shooting everything. I mean, this morning I was training with one of my Glock 10 millimeters, and I was in a helicopter just a few weeks ago with my uh, M16, M4 machine gun, hosing down hogs and, and saving the environment, saving family farms and ranches, and saving wildlife and saving tax dollars. And, and, and getting organic pork for soup kitchens and homeless shelters. So when you can do all that good win-win-win stuff for your fellow man and the earth um, while you're shooting pigs from a helicopter with a machine gun, I'd love to hear somebody recommend something more fun than that. So I, I don't really, really care what kind of guns that they have there. I'm sure I'll enjoy them all. I shot a, at the uh, Arizona Fish and Game Expo in uh, Phoenix last week. Uh, they had the Glock representatives there, along with Sig Sauer and Smith and Wesson and, and Springfield Armory and Kimber and, and Remington and Winchester and, and, and Savage and every, every gun under the sun was represented there. And uh, I shot one of these fantastic Glock Model 18, which is a, a full automatic pistol. And you can go through 32-round magazine in about 1.2 seconds. So it, oh, I, wow. I've been to the mountaintop of ballistic party and you know, You'd love that. Yeah, man, that sounds awesome, man. I'd love to do that. Hey, um, so everybody knows you're a big hunter. Do you do any fishing? You know, I do. Um, during the summer, I like to fish with my kids and grandkids. And like I said, some of the charity people that come around, we like to draw the worm once in a while. We get eat a lot of crappie and a lot of, a lot of breed. Okay. And sm- uh, sm- bass, smallmouth, largemouth bass. And we like to catch us, uh, you know, bluegills and, and, uh, and, and, and sunfish and we, we have a, a Newton assembly line where my uh, my wife and my kids and my grandkids they're the best scalers and fillets in the world and when we set out to scale and fillet a bunch of panfish and then we uh we deep fry them with some batter oh my god it talked <laughs> about health food and getting that health food is so gratifying you know yeah man making me hungry right now that sounds awesome yowza I heard you. I saw you were on The Simpsons. My son was also telling me he saw that. So how was that on a television show? Yeah, how 
How cute is that, huh? Well, you know, they call me for these kind of fun things. I think I did a... I've done a bunch of those cartoon type programs because uh, you, you know it's just fun. Yeah. I mean, if you're not having fun, you need to redirect your priorities. But when they called for me to be on The Simpsons, I thought it was just adorable, and I'm a big fan of adorable. In fact, I think I directed it. You got anything else like that coming up right now in the future? Any kind of TV, film? You know, I'm sure Linda has quite a list. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, because I'm taking this year off to spend more time with my grandkids and do more charity work. I'm available for that kind of stuff, so nice. I'm, I guarantee there's some of that fun stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah. I saw you were on the old Miami Vice, too. You know, there was one week where I think my uh, Simpson show was rerun, and the Miami Vice that I did was rerun, and then the, the metal show that I did was rerun, and then the rock icons was on, and then behind the music was on, and then there was actually a, a, a scientific TV show. Um, I think it was called... Um, uh, something Apple, some kind of scientific show where I explain how feedback works out of a speaker system. And it was all on all the time. It was just hysterical. It was like way too much Ted. <laughs> Ted overload. <laughs> Which is good for society. Society could use more Ted right about now. I mean, yeah, no, you got that right. Another great guy here in Nogada, Nashville, Phil Valentine. I saw you were doing his show, and I'm sure you've met him a few times here. Man, he's he does a lot of great things in Nashville also. Good dude. I've had him on my show also. Yeah, it's good. You know, there's a lot of uh, self-evident truth that remains common and sensible out there. And, you know, thank God for the Rush Limbaugh's and the Sean Hannity's and the Glenn Beck's and the, and the Michael Berry's and the Phil Valentine's and the, the Dick Darren's. I mean, there's a lot of truth and a lot of goodwill and decency and a lot of honesty and and the, and the celebration of what makes America better than any place in the world. So God bless you all for doing that. I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of that. I'm, I'm proud, to, proud to have you on my show, man. This is incredible. i got to ask you one thing. So, like, I'm kind of like, you know, oh, shit, i got Ted Nugent coming on the show, which is amazing. So who uh, in your lifetime have you ran across that you were just kind of, like, starstruck by, like, oh, man, I'm finally meeting this person? Is there anybody that sticks in your head that was just amazing that you met? Oh, so many, Dick. I mean, again, I mean, even though even though the whole world might not know who Greg Smith and Derek St. Holmes and Mick Brown are, I mean, these are as great a human beings as you ever want to spend time with. My manager, Doug Banker, and my assistant, Linda Peterson, certainly my incredible wife, Shemaine, and all my kids and grandkids, my brothers, Jeff and John, and sister, Kathy. I mean, they might not have, you know, stardom credentials, but I think quality of spirit and quality of attitude and a quality person is, uh, is, is always more important than some other credentials. But when you talk about, you know, uh, iconic figures, stop and think. I mean, here I am, this little goofy Motor City Madman Detroit guitar player, and I actually played bass guitar for Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley Dick. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding That's me? It. I got to jam with... Jimi Hendrix and Rick Derringer and Stevie Ray Vaughan and Joe Perry and and, and just Sammy Hager and Eddie Van Halen and, and, and Billy Gibson, Gibbons. And, I mean, I've just been able to play with some of the greatest gods of thunder the world has ever known. I was actually trained in my off-road racing by the great Parnelli Jones and Mickey Thompson. Are you kidding me? So when it, And I got to hunt with Fred Bear. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, uh, to be able to have an intimate and a, a, a blood brother friendship with these masters like Mickey Thompson, Parnelli Jones, these great musicians, and the great Fred Bear, 
I mean, I, I look to the heavens every day, and I thank God. Man, that's amazing. That's awesome. You've ran, in, you've ran into a lot of people, so uh, that's just due to your uh, drive and all the uh, work you put in. And, man, you never uh, never would have ran into all those people if you weren't doing, out there doing it every day, man. Well, I think I, I learned. I learned early on that, you know, the, the, the battle cry, carpe diem, you've got to seize the day and you should thank God every day that you're able to get out of bed and, and breathe the American air and pursue your dreams and, and be willing to challenge yourself and take risks in the arena and stumble while you're trying uncharted territory, but get back, but get back up and dust yourself off. And, uh, I think being an aggressive American dreamer has just, uh, put me in the right environments and the right regions when Parnelli Jones and Mickey Thompson and Fred Bear and Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry were there. So, yeah, I, I've been a very lucky guy because I'm very, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I'm rather assertive. <laughs> and, you know, I, I only sleep when I sleep. Unfortunately, a lot of people are sound asleep when they're not in bed. <laughs> I'm not sleeping when I'm not in bed. In fact, oftentimes I don't sleep when I'm in bed. Uh. Sleep's a waste of time. Man, I got a little thing I do on here called a hustling around where I just ask some just crazy questions and you just say whatever pops in your head. you mind doing that with me? Story of my life. All right, man. If you're elected president tomorrow, what's the first thing you would do? I would arrest Barack Obama and Eric Holder and Hillary Clinton and Lois Lerner, and I would try them for treason. All right. We're going to have to get you on the ballot. <laughs> what about your favorite vacation spot, if you have one? My favorite vacation spot is where I'm sitting right now at home. I you in Texas? Crave. I'm at my beautiful ranch in Texas looking out at a fish-filled lake with two very tired Labrador retrievers. Uh, and uh, my beautiful wife, Shemaine, and I are getting ready to go out for uh, an evening. And uh, this is my dream. My, my time at home is so sacred and precious to me. Because I've traveled so much, I like I said last week, my six thousand five hundred and fifteenth concert. <laughs> Enough with the suitcases and the airports. I my favorite time in life is at home. What about your favorite drink? My favorite drink is Werner's ginger ale with French vanilla ice cream. All right. What about dogs or cats? Well, my I would not want to be. I would not want to live without my dog. We lost our cat M here uh, earlier this year so that was a heartbreaker but yeah. i got happy the catahoula labrador and gonzo the wonder lab and i've never been without a dog i love my dogs i'm with them all this time and when i go away it's really heartbreaking <laughs> we all kind of we get very very melancholy <laughs> but i love my dogs i would never want to be alive without dogs huh. we just left ours so it's i feel you i know how what you mean it's a tough one um, okay, so Obama makes all calibers of bullets illegal except one. What kind do you want to keep? 308, 308. Uh, the 7.62 by 51. Um, I, I think you do everything necessary with a 308. Yep. And not only that, but more importantly, as he attempted, like he did recently, to ban the most popular round in the world, we stopped him. We will stop people who try to play king with us. We will stop people who think you can be a tyrant or a dictator in America. So he's not going to ban jack shit. We're going to stop him every time. What's the secret of making deer taste good? A good, clean kill, getting skinned and cleaned and cold as quickly as possible, and aging it between 35 and 40 degrees for at least a week. All right, that's good. Fender or Gibson? 
both, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to guitars, um, the Gibson Birdland is my baby, and I'm their babies. I got a I got a breeding population of Gibson Birdland guitars here, and uh, that's why I'm like I am, because there's no instrument in the world that comes close to the sonic voice of a Gibson Birdland guitar. So if I... Uh, if I had to rely on one, it would be the mighty Gibson Birdland. All right. What about your favorite Kardashian? I uh, I don't know. I don't know their names. <laughs> I know there's a Kim. There's a Bruce. Uh, there's a Bruce. I guess at this point, Bruce would be my favorite. I, did, I didn't consider him a Kardashian. I considered him a Jenner. Yeah. But my prayers are with Bruce. He's going through the most difficult experience a human being can possibly face. And so we're playing for old Bruce right now. So are you a sports fan? You know, I'm a sports fan and I'm an athlete fan, but I don't know diddly about uh, 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 what do you call it, um, um, spectator sports because I am not a spectator. My okay. my sons, You're my daughters, it. they love all the basketball and the football and the baseball and the hockey, um, but I don't know nothing. I know that the hockey team in Detroit are the Red Wings and the, the football are the are the Lions yeah. and the. Uh, the, uh, the the baseball or the Tigers, but that's all I know. I was going to ask you if you uh, if you had a change in a, a career path and you were going to be able to play one sport pro, what would you play? Um, I would be a hitman <laughs> for, <laughs> for the U.S. government if the U.S. government was honest enough. <laughs> no, I, you know, when I was young, when I was a little boy, you know, anywhere from five and six on to about 12 or 13, I was murder on hockey and uh, football and baseball, yeah. and I've always been very athletic and stringy. So I played pretty decent basketball until I, you know, I just didn't put the effort into becoming good at it. But if you watch my sons, uh, Fleetwood, Rocco, and Toby play basketball, I swear to God they could take on uh, the dream team. My sons are killer athletes. Awesome! They're gonna do a three on three. Awesome! All right, I got one more for you. Your favorite podcast out of Nashville. Always my, my entire life, I have always said that my favorite podcast out of Nashville is the Straight Hustling Show, Dick Darren. I mean, I've always said that. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, man, uh, I want to tell you, too, a uh, buddy of mine that does the show with, with me, uh, Mike, he's, uh, he was really upset he didn't get to talk to you because I was on the road. So, uh, man, uh, maybe once we uh, get in Nashville, maybe we can hook up with you. I sure appreciate you spending some time with me, man. I got I looked up an old quote I saw from you uh, online and today, and it said, "The worst I can do is awesome." And I was like, "Man, that's incredible! That's an incredible quote." If you just keep going, for, do your best. Well, you know, my worst my worst concert ever is phenomenal, <laughs> and my my worst interview is stunning. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, that's awesome, man. I sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, man. Thanks for the opportunity, Dick. It's all about communication. I salute you, man. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to having you on again, and thank you very much, Ted, and have a great time. See you in Nashville, man. All right. God bless and Godspeed. You too. Bye-bye. There you have it. There's the show. The Motor City Mad Mad. Ted Nugent. Uncle Ted. Always speaking his mind. Always letting you know what's going on in his head. Going to be in Nashville this next week for the NRA convention. A lot of charity things going on this next week in Nashville with Ted with the Crime Prevention Research Center. Be sure to check them out. They have an online auction. Bid high. You can have the chance to shoot with Ted Nugent at the Armory 
gun range. How cool would that be? Go hear his speech. He's got a lot of cool things to say. Uh, check the NRA convention out. Can't wait to talk to Ted again. Hopefully we'll get him on again for his August show, the Charlie Daniels Volunteer Jam in August. Be sure to get your tickets for that now. Uh, Charlie Daniels, a whole host of singers and performers. Uh, if you don't if you don't go see that when you're missing out, you better get your tickets. Also, uh, Jelly Roll performing in Murfreesboro, Friday, April 17th at Tempt in Murfreesboro. Everybody go see Jelly Roll, man. What an awesome show that is. Uh, be, be looking out for the Welcome to Myrtle Manor on TLC. Great people. We got some uh, interviews coming with them people and some cool stuff coming in store with them. Also, make sure you check out our site, www.str8hustlin.com. Straight hustling. Look at the shirts. Buy some shirts. Wear the shirts. Hit us up. Leave comments, whatever you like. Keep listening. We got some more great people coming for you. Things are changing every day. New people coming every day. A lot of good stuff. Keep listening to us. Remember, if you ain't hustling, you ain't living. We're out of here.